0: just realized now I should probably get some water. God damn it. And it's recording too. This is perfect.
1: Keep this in. Oh, bury me now on the Grand Prairie. Oh, Lone Prairie. Hold on. Let me look up the lyrics. Oh, bury me not. Oh, I always thought it was Oh, bury me now. Oh, bury me not on the lone prairie. These words came low and mournfully from the pallid lips of the youth who lay on his dying bed at the close of day. Oh, you're back. Always.
0: What were you singing? Uh,
1: Well, I thought it was Bury Me Now on the Grand Prairie, but when I looked at the lyrics, it's Bury Me Not on the Lone Prairie. So I was wrong on two counts. (laughs) Uh, Yours sounds
0: like it could have been like, you know, I just thought of like Zachary cutting a record. (laughs) It's like, let's let's make some spoofs.
1: It's a song I know from the Munsters, so pretty close oh, okay where my influences yeah, on pretty... my sleeve
0: man pretty darn close all right mm. hello and welcome to black magic treehouse the podcast that digs into the creepy kid culture of the past one bargain bin item at a time my name is jose and i am one of your hosts and i'm joined today with our co-host of the hour eric
1: I'm your co-host there Dar- oh of the hour oh dear. Yep. I'm always so afraid I'm going to get cut from this podcast and I'm going to find the- out about it on air. That's right.
0: I started the timer and we're going to see how you do and we will be back with our evaluation in the next episode. Oh dear. <laughs> yes. Pop quiz time. Oh yeah. So I, what this podcast I had nothing... is all about and <laughs> nothing after that. <laughs> That's it. The, my witticisms ended came to a stuttering halt right there.
1: <laughs> mm. They sure did start strongly. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. And they ended. So, if you joining Did you, you say the tagline? Us... Oh. You know what? Um Were I said through the tagline. I'm just going to No, I really had nothing. Uh because the the our subject of today's episode is just so close to home, I didn't know how to be witty about myself. I guess one thing I could have said was this is the podcast where the nightmares of your childhood are just one school folder away from being unlocked and unleashed upon the world. Hey, that'll do. And that's like the big b- yeah, that's the best that I could do. Yeah, thank you, uh, Farmer um, McDonald. I don't remember what his name was. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, that seems at first glance, maybe close to the subject of today's episode. But I feel like it could also just be a generalization for all the stuff that we talk about up here in the treehouse. Well, let's not get talk- too heady about
1: it, Jose. We uh, have a subject to cover here.
0: I mean, I'm just being honest. I feel like that's the first step of this relationship that we're building with our listeners. Whether you're a first-time listener or a long-time listener, we're on episode, I don't know, 36 of the podcast. Something like that. It it's sure actually 14 like it anyway. 14. Um, and I
1: was disappointed because on our last episode, we did not acknowledge that it was episode 13. Oh. And I know. It seems episode,
0: And that episode was... Wasn't that... Okay, last episode was episode 13. Oh, that would have been too perfect if episode 13 was our Halloween special episode. But, you know, the stars can only align so far, I suppose. Yep. All right, yep. Your mic was muted, so I don't know what I was waiting for. I guess just that. Um, And today's a little bit of a cheat because the, the works that we are examining are not Ones that were traditionally published, you could say that they were self-published because they were written by a young me in fifth grade. You say cheat,
1: I say delightful treat.
0: Delightful treat and no trick, right? Uh, So yeah, we are going to take a a little glance at uh, some stories, some creepy stories that I wrote uh, when I was in elementary school. Oh, are there Um, multiple, huh? There are multiple, and I I know, yeah, there's one in particular that's kind of like the headliner of today's episode that we're going to get into in just a little bit, but I have a whole, and I'm I'm being honest here, readers, this is a goose. I just called you all readers. This is a podcast. It's late and I'm tired. Excuse me. Uh, This is a genuine school folder that I had back in the day. And wouldn't you know it, it's not just any school folder. But believe it or not, I had a Goosebumps school folder. It doesn't have any of the characters on it. It's just kind of a cool, almost like screensaver type background. It's got some spooky eyes peering out at you. And it's bedecked with uh, these light, bright spiders just kind of hanging out all over the place. And it says, open if you dare. And then there's a little banner in the corner there that says, reading is a scream. And I don't know. It looks like that little sticker down there at the bottom looks like it's something that you would have seen on the books, but I don't know if I've ever seen it on anything else. So that's my opinion on that.
1: And a fascinating opinion it was
0: wasn't it keep it in keep it in this that's the kind of the deep dive deep cut stuff that the people are clamoring for and i'm gonna deliver it to them man that is a um, thick folder though but this folder for the uh listeners who want to
1: hear the visual of it it's like um like a kafka-esque like when you go into uh uh, some kind of office and they're like, just fill out these few forms and then like, wham, they set down this gigantic pile of paper on the table.
0: Yes, I like how you described it as Kafka S. To be honest, um, I'll, some of these artifacts are a little bit more recent and vintage. Like I have um, a program here for a play that I wrote and that our um, high school drama club did Mountain, boy what a shocker folks guess what it was a horror anthology five short plays written by yours truly um so we got a little program with that there with some spooky tragedy and comedy masks adorning the front it was called nightmare theater because i was fresh out of creative titles i guess um there's another one in here Um, let's see this would have been from middle school uh, and it was written not by Jose Cruz, yours truly. It was written by Joe Cruz. Because at that point in time, I had not um, I had not become woke, I guess. And started addressing myself by my birth name. But it was Language Arts, Period 2, and Technology, Period 3. It was a collab, I guess you'd say. Because uh, we wrote the story in Language Arts. And then we typed it out. In what program, I have no idea. Word, I guess, and technology. And we got the chance to add a cool little, what's it called? Uh, Clip art. Clip art. Art. To the title page. And uh, this story is called The Different One. And it's got a little picture of just your typical gray alien. And the different one and some, I don't know what you'd call that. That's like some 70s-esque fonts, like something you'd see I don't know, on a Grateful Dead program or something. It's all wavy and pixely. Mm -hmm. So I could pilfer through all the contents of this folder uh, right here and now, but uh, I don't want to do that just yet because I know in this episode I'm going to be doing a a lot of the talking, sharing these stories. I did want to take uh, some time initially though, Eric, to to ask you before I got into it, was this something that you did back in the day? Were you a, uh, a scribe in elementary school?
1: I was not that uh, prolific judging by the thickness of the folder, but I do, um, I don't have anything saved from that period, unfortunately. The oldest thing that I have on my computer is a like fantasy novel that I started in um, probably eighth grade when I was 13. Uh, And for some reason that saved and stuff that I know that I wrote later did not save. Um, But pre, pre that time, I think I was writing everything longhand. So the two very much goosebumps inspired pro uh, projects that I um, very quickly abandoned, actually, no, I finished one of them because it was a school assignment. Uh, one of them was called the Stuffed Tiger, and it combined my love for Goosebumps and Calvin and Hobbes. Basically, the premise was like, "What if Hobbes was evil?" Um, <laughs> so I drew up a little cover for that of a stuffed tiger, basically slappy like, sitting in the middle of a bedroom with everything like torn to shreds around him, and him sitting there looking innocent. Like, mm, was it me who did that? Mm. I'm not going to tell you. Uh, And my memory of that one, I don't know if I ever got beyond writing the teaser on the back, is that I had no idea how to come up with the last name. So I think I was like, I'll just keep adding uh, syllables. And like, eventually it'll sound like a a surname. So I think the main character's last name was like the Blending fieldins or something like that.
0: (laughs) <laughs> I was half expecting like the Mixel Piddlecks were busy one day.
1: <laughs> oh, those were their next door neighbors.
0: Oh, okay, good, good. And then the tie in with Superman.
1: The other one that I remember is um for school. I wrote a short story about a kid who's out sledding, and then he finds. Actually, he doesn't just find it. He he rides over it, and it flips his sled over. And he goes to investigate and finds like a claw sticking up out of the ground and he digs it up and there's this awful little creature that he decides to keep as a pet. And then it like eats his uh, pet hamster and things like that. And I don't recall, I think that one may have actually been a little bit more inspired by Ghosts of Fear Street, which is funny because I remember not liking that series at all, but I kept reading it. But I feel like there was like a sea monkey one or something where they like put it in like a jar and then like duct taped it and hit it in the closet because it needed water or something. So it just like dried up into a powder. So I think the solution to my story might've been something in that area, like keeping it in the closet.
0: I think it was called either night or attack of the Aqua apes.
1: That might've been it. Yeah. <laughs> um And which maybe we'll cover on this podcast someday. I kind of gave up on Ghosts. I think I mentioned this before on the podcast, but I gave up on Ghosts of Fear Street spiritually. I kept reading them, but around the time with the one that was like the ooze that turns me stupid or whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I remember you talking years ago about that and, <laughs> and, and laughing just as hard then because it's like I, I did not read that one and I might have given up on that series too had, had I encountered it earlier. But, um, which is not to say that any of the some of the other entries were, you know, better by any real significant no. margin. Um, but you know, that's that's Ghost of Fear Street for you. Like I can't remember if I actually read the one called The Boy Who Ate Fear Street or I just remember looking at the cover and being like, ugh.
1: <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway. Please know. Please just to finish up my short story because I know everybody's dying with anticipation. Uh, I didn't know how to write an ending so I just did what R.L. Stein does you know, 80% of the time and just had him out you know, uh sledding again later, after all the horrible events have finally been uh set aside and he can begin life anew. And then Yay. he his sled flips over and he finds another creature in the snow. Dun dun dun. Ooh.
0: What do you remember what kind of creature it was?
1: Uh no. I think I just made up something with a lot of claws and hair.
0: Oh, okay. And did the second one reveal that the at the uh, conclusion differ? Like, do you recall how it differed? If it I don't know if we all? found
1: out. I think it just mm-hmm. ends with the fl- the sled flipping over, and he sees another claw sticking out of the snow. I don't think he digs it out in time to tell the reader yeah. what it might be.
0: Uh, those both sound really cool. I would've yeah, like you said, you know, the, these are longhand stories as is uh mine, uh that I'll be reading today. So yeah, the only way, you know, one could uh retain those is if you actually hold on to the hard copy. So uh yeah. a moment of silence <laughs> for those two.
1: My parents might have the stuffed tiger lying around somewhere. Um, which again I think Ooh. literally might just be a cover and then like a teaser on the back nice but i don't know if they do or not
0: well perhaps the stuffed tiger mm, yes citation needed well perhaps the stuffed tiger will make a uh oh boy (laughs) it's like processing processing what are words we'll make a comeback right here on the podcast in the future that would be a cool twist um For now, though, we do have, speaking of Goosebump copycats, we do have today's headliner, which is a longhand story I wrote in fifth grade called Evil Mirror.
1: I've heard so much about it.
0: Yes. And I know you cannot see this, dear listener, but I'm showing Eric via webcam. uh, And I explained previously when I teased this to him, Uh, I wrote the story, but for whatever reason, I wasn't confident in my own abilities to mimic the uh, drippy, goopy, goosebumps font, and so I asked a friend to write the name, the title of the story, "Evil Mirror," in that same kind of font. And I must say, they did a pretty admirable job. We got some slime, or I don't know, looks like little lightning bolts. shooting off some of the the letters there and the R's are looking pretty pimply and shuddery and uh, I think it just conveys to the audience what you're about to get into Um, I could
1: almost read it as Eric Mirror
0: yeah Eric Mirror that would have been creepy I'm sure I did write quite a few stories um, with characters named Eric because I always thought that name was cool how weird I know. And then I met you and there went that idea.
1: Yeah. Uh, sorry. I ruined it for you.
0: <laughs> well, you could say you saved me. Uh, but in any case, what say you? Shall I, shall I dive into this?
1: Is this the main course or is this one of the uh, appetizers? This is the main, of...
0: this is the main course. Uh, I figured, you know, as is our standard, our episodes tend to go on, so after we got through this, it depends on if uh everybody who heard the story still had their senses intact, <laughs> if you thought you could handle more, then perhaps we will we will dive into that uh here in this episode, or perhaps we'll save a few of them for the future, just to kind of string you along Ooh. but yes we will be we will dive into the main course here which is Evil Mirror, which is perhaps, I think, the oldest of my stories that I still have in its entirety. So this is an, an historical moment here in the treehouse. If I have your blessing, I think I will dive into this.
1: Dive in like it's a pool of here,
0: All right. So here we go. Oh
1: right there.
0: I thought I heard, yeah. It's children afoot. Yeah. Haunted nursery. It's been that kind of a day.
1: Haunted nursery.
0: Ooh. Next episode. All right. Evil Mirror. Just a trigger warning of sorts. This story begins with some onomatopoeia. So what you're about to hear is not me having a seizure. It is the story beginning. Crack! Whiz! Boom! Give up, Major Connors! Your fortress is doomed! Think again, Commander Brazelton! I picked up a sparkler, lit it, and threw it at Fort Stephen. Take cover, Stephen yelled. Stephen... (laughs) (laughs) okay pause um but what i was saying is i think i have to do a little on-air uh editing because i just realized um i guess i also had an issue or just a lack of knowledge when it came to last names specifically um using the first and last names of people i knew (laughs) in (laughs) fifth grade so i'm like hmm That is the first and last names of real people. So I think we're going to change that a little bit. So we're just going to refer to them by their first names to avoid lawsuits. All right. It's
1: good that you were thinking about lawsuits at such a young age.
0: Well, I wasn't thinking about lawsuits at such a young age. I'm thinking about them now. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I just couldn't come up with different names back then. Who knew? All right. So, boy, how do I, I don't want to start this? All right. So this is Evil Mirror. And just a disclaimer that this story begins with some onomatopoeia. So I just wanted to forewarn the listener that what you're about to hear is not me having a seizure. It is sounds being described as we start our story. Crack! Whiz! Boom! Give up, Major Anthony. Your fortress is doomed. Think again, Commander Stephen. I picked up a sparkler, lit it, and threw it at Fort Stephen. Take cover, Stephen yelled. Stephen ducked, but he wasn't quick enough. The sparkler flew through the air and slid down Stephen's shirt. Ow! Stephen shot up and danced around my backyard like a monkey. Stephen finally grabbed, grabbed, 1B, grabbed the sparkler and threw it on the ground. Maybe you won the battle, Anthony, but you haven't won the war. Hey, Anthony, Sammy said, walking into my backyard. Hey, Stephen, Sammy said in a dreamy voice and batting her eyelashes as she saw Stephen. I think she has a crush on him. (laughs) Uh,
1: Show not told.
0: Yes. Uh, But also told, even when I was showing. (laughs) Amazingly. I think she has a crush on him. I best be getting home for (laughs) Uh, dinner. This is going to be fun. I best be getting home for dinner, Stephen said. Because apparently he was 50 years old. I'll come with you, Sammy said. Oh, that's weird. Oh, brother. Steven and Sammy left, and I was left alone. Oh, that's interesting. I thought Sammy was uh, Anthony's younger sister, but I guess I'm wrong. My memories Man, deceive me.
1: All the twists and turns already.
0: Yeah. Oh, We got three characters we were just introduced to. Hang on tight. Can ask real Sa- quick? Yes, please. Being
1: that these are based on real people, are the relationship <laughs> oh. dynamics also true to life?
0: I can't recall. I'm pretty sure I fabricated these. I just kind of took the people and, you know, the thing you do or the thing that, you know, your your sister or other people you, you knew did uh, when they take the Barbies and they're like, kiss. <laughs> that was me with people that I knew. Uh, but thankfully, I was doing it through fiction. Oh man, I was Tina Belcher before there was a Tina Belcher. I just realized that's cool. All right, Stephen and Sammy, Stephen and Sammy left, and I was left alone. I suddenly saw. <laughs> I suddenly saw my seventy-year-old neighbor, Mrs. Brewster, <laughs> c- come out to get her newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> it's not every day you suddenly see a 70-year-old person. This is me talking now. Oh boy, the word choices are choice. <laughs> this is th- these are the things you do when you have a limited vocabulary people. Um I guess it's cuz I didn't know elderly uh and I <laughs> and I did use the word old, but I guess I just really wanted to drive it home to the reader that this neighbor is 70 years old. Exactly. I need, I need you to know that I know that 70 is an old age. And that is what I want to communicate to you now.
1: And she's still spry like a cat. She just yeah. springs out of nowhere. Like, Whoa, all of a sudden.
0: Yeah. Jumps for that newspaper. Damn, Mrs. Brewster ate your Wheaties this morning. Yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Brewster came out. Come out to get her newspaper. <laughs> A plan suddenly hatched in my head. Uh, I- I'm sorry. I know I'm like pausing after every sentence, but it's just like dawning on me that I don't know. I guess I didn't realize how um how interesting rereading this after so many years was going to be. Because I I haven't read this in forever, even though it's been in my possession. Uh, So I'm just, like, thinking back to, like, when you read, like, uh, Forever from Paul Jennings' collection. It's like, maybe I should have read this beforehand just to to work out all the giggles. But you know what? Here we go. We're forging ahead. All right. So Mrs. Brewster is coming out to get her newspaper. 70-year-old Mrs. Brewster. A plan suddenly hatched in my head. Uh, I grabbed a popping firecracker, lit it. And stuffed it in the newspaper. Wow! Presumably quick enough and sneaky enough not for the spry Mrs. B- Brewster to see him. But there you go. When Mrs. Brewster picked up the newspaper, it exploded in a thousand popping sounds. Ah! <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm so curious if we're going to find out that she's like a haggy old lady who deserves this or if she's just a sweet old lady who's being tormented by this awful protagonist for no reason.
0: I have a feeling it's the latter because I don't recall Mrs. Brewster having a part in this story beyond this short sequence here. I don't know. I guess, you know, reading all of uh RL Stein's goosebumps books there, there was always like some kind of relationship or interaction with like an older neighbor or just older people. Like I'm thinking, um, you know, the drill sergeant next door and revenge of the lawn gnomes. Um, and you know, just like the kids in in those books, their general disdain <laughs> either implicit or explicit for anybody with, uh, grace gray hair. So I guess it manifested in that way. Because this is certainly not anything that I, sweet little Jose, would have ever dreamt of uh, doing to somebody. But uh, here, is, here is my hero, ostensibly. My ostensible hero doing such in this story. All right. The newspaper exploded in a thousand popping sounds. Ah! Anthony, you get back here! Mrs. Brewster yelled... <laughs> Waving her cane in the air.
1: <laughs> How evocative. I can absolutely picture it happening.
0: You, as hacky as that might be, you can't sit there and tell me that after I said that line of dialogue, you did not immediately picture either a cane or a walker being shaken furiously in the direction of this delinquent child.
1: It's like I was there. I was seeing it so vividly.
0: (laughs) Okay. I was about to run. Okay. I was about to run, tripped and fell. So I guess what I was trying to say was I attempted to run and then I tripped and fell. But I wrote, I was about to run, tripped and fell, which conjures a very different image. It just conjures the image of Anthony standing there thinking about running, (laughs) tripping over nothing, (laughs) and falling. (laughs) (laughs) I knew exactly what happened. Tina! Ha 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 ha, my little sister laughed. I'm going to kill you, I yelled. Mommy, Tina yelled, running into the house. <laughs> uh oh, better hide. <laughs>
1: Man, Hour. <laughs> playing the Goosebumps uh, drinking game, and I'm already wasted.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I, uh, yeah, Eric and I were chatting a little bit before the recording about um, just uh, writing in general, and uh, how in my adult life, previous, um, stories that I have written have not really shown the types of stories that I've read or, or loved. And he's like, I think that's a good thing. Cause you know, a lot of authors really do where their influence is right on their sleeve and it kind of tells in a jarring way. Um, but boy, howdy, that was not the case when I was in fifth grade. <laughs> Man, I should have I should have rang up good old Bob Stein and been like, "Hey, I hear you. I hear you're tapping Ghostwriters for some of these books. I think I got a I think I got a handle on your formula, Mister Stein."
1: Listen to this smashing opening <laughs> sequence. I've got a fake out adventure with kids playing in their front yard, a cruel prank played on an elderly person for absolutely no reason, and an annoying younger sibling. Bob's like I've never been that efficient in my life. You've got the job, kid.
0: <laughs> it's like or you know, better yet, like I in some alternate universe, I wrote this prior to any Goosebumps books being published and I traveled back in time Marty McFly style and I call up Bob Stein like uh in between Fear Street Books and I'm like, "Hey Bob, you know that new kind of Scary book for kids you've been thinking about? Well, listen to this. <laughs> and then I just hold up the phone to myself reading this story.
1: It's your cousin, Jovial Bobstein. <laughs>
0: exactly. Hey, what a great name. I can't okay. wait
1: until we get to the cartoonishly inattentive parents.
0: Oh, you know what? I, th- uh, I think, yeah, I think mom, mom, mom and or dad may be making appearance sooner than we think. All right uh so yes anthony is uh, now on the run uh, for tripping over his sister's leg i guess that's just the logic kids run on okay uh uh-oh better hide our backyard was next to a patch of forest i ran into the forest i ha- <laughs> i hadn't taken 20 steps when i saw a shack I guess 20 steps meant something different to me back then.
1: (laughs) Oh, it's just our tool shed. I was getting all worked up over nothing.
0: Well, yeah, that that occurs to me now, Eric, but I don't think it occurred to fifth grade Jose that 20 steps is really not all that much. It practically is your backyard.
1: (laughs) 20 steps or less, because I remember hearing you hadn't even gone 20 steps.
0: Yeah, so he could have just gone 10 He might have just passed the swing set. Okay. I hadn't taken 20 steps when I saw a shack. I opened the door and shut it behind me. The shack was crammed with gardening tools, a lawnmower, and a beat-up couch. I noticed there was an... (laughs) I noticed there was an object. (laughs) I noticed there was an object about... My specificity with numbers is what's causing me <laughs> to <laughs> have a little trouble here Because uh, 'cause first we had <coughs> first we had seventy year old neighbor then we had not even twenty steps now we have i noticed there was an object about seven feet tall <laughs> with a canvas over it uh Looks like I might have two sentences kind of merged here. I noticed there was an object about seven feet tall with a canvas over it was kneeling against, against is that how it's written, against the wall next to me. I walked over to it and took the canvas off. Okay, I got to pause again. Um, I know I'm like laughing at all, you know, the silly things that I wrote, but I got to admit, I'm surprised that I knew some of the words that I did back then. Like, I'm honestly surprised that I knew what the word canvas was in fifth grade. Um, so that's that's me giving a little pat on the back to little Jose. I walked over to it and took the canvas off. It was a mirror. It had dusty glass and golden metal surrounding it. <laughs> It had dusty glass and golden metals surrounding it in a fancy way. (laughs) Here I just congratulated myself for saying canvas. Clearly I was not familiar with terms like molding or gilded. (laughs) So we had to settle for golden metal surrounding it in a fancy way. You you fill in the rest, dear reader. I wiped some of the dust off and peered into it. <laughs> yes, he wiped some of the dust off and peered into the dust. I saw my same old face. <laughs> then I noticed something strange. The face in the mirror winked at me. Hello, Anthony, it said.
1: Whoa, (laughs) I'm imagining a Keanu Reeves like Martin Short Clifford style playing this role. Whoa, dude, totally gnarly!
0: Oh my god, oh boy! All right, page one.
1: (laughs) Is that my bodacious reflection I see before me? (laughs) Whoa. How did that happen?
0: (laughs) There's something supernatural going on here. Oh, man. So before I go further, and so I can, like, regain some of my composure and my breath, I'm pretty certain that this story... Had as as its inspiration um, the final book from the Goosebumps series 2000, number 25, Ghost in the Mirror, I don't think, I don't think at the time that I wrote this I had actually read that one yet. Um, I think it was just a case where I had seen the cover, you know, it's like that kind of alien webbed claw dipping out of the, the mirror. Uh, and I was just enchanted by that idea. And I guess I was also, I thought it was neat that, you know, it was called Ghost in the Mirror, but it had like a kind of monstery vibe on the cover. I'm like, I like that. I like the melding of those two things. Um, did you ever read that one? Do you recall?
1: No, the only, I read one Goosebumps 2000 book.
0: Really? Only one?
1: Uh, yeah. And there was a tornado of cats in the end. So um, I was yeah, like, okay, was the done with this one. series.
0: Yeah, Cry the Cat. Um, Yeah, I don't recall liking that one that much. Um, Some of the other ones were pretty good. Okay. I think so. Uh, At least, yeah, definitely. Because there are a couple of them that I do remember quite fondly. Um, And like the kind of... Oh, God, I know I say the word vibe over and over again. But the tone of that series... Seemed at the time like it was trying, not in any kind of like really forced or drastic way, just kind of by like a a couple degrees, um, but a couple appreciated degrees. It seemed to be going for a slightly edgier vibe. Um, You can kind of tell that I think with like the covers to those books, Um, you know, they were they were trying to walk away at least a little bit from some of the the sillier aspects of the original 62 um and go for you know stories i think where the char- the characters uh felt to the reader like they were uh at least a little more threatened than they were in some of the uh, original 62 Goosebumps books where it was just kind of you know where you'd have things like how i learned to fly or don't go to sleep where it's like well I really don't expect any, or you know, chicken, chicken. I don't really expect anything too bad to be happening to these characters. Just really dumb or silly. Um, whereas Goosebumps 2000, there were a couple of them um, where, yeah, it seemed like, oh God, I think, I think these these kids may be in actual danger. Uh, what a concept, you know. I'm thinking of ones like uh, there was. Um, uh attack of the graveyard ghouls was kind of like uh you know it felt like a, a proper zombie story uh jekyll and heidi felt kind of you know edgy i don't know i could go on and on we'll have to maybe rediscover one of those in the future they they were fun i remember yeah we got a whole
1: podcast where we can explore I those
0: know. things right Alright, so now back to my ghost in the mirror. Evil mirror. (laughs) Hello, Anthony. It said, Whoa, I said. I stumbled to the floor. I got back up and looked in the mirror again. Same me. How did that happen? Anthony, time for dinner, squirt. My little sister, my little sisters, I guess I... (laughs) Left out voice. My little sister's echoed in my head. It's interesting that she, as a little sister, would call him Squirt, but I was flipping the script, I guess. That's okay, I thought. I'll just come back early in the morning when everyone's asleep. (laughs) I quickly... (laughs) Oh boy. I got your number, Bob Stein. I quickly ate my spaghetti and went into my room. Am I the only one who remembers this thing? Like, I feel like I've heard, uh, like, other... I, I feel like, um... Oh, sh- shoot. What what are they called? Um, Teen Creeps. I feel like they've talked about this in an episode where one of the Fear Street books, like, there was a spaghetti dinner. I felt like that was always, like, the fancy <laughs> dinner. Mm-hmm. The, the sit-down dinner that you would see families... Uh, engage in in goosebumps books like i feel like one of the night of the living dummy books it's like hey you know come on it's dinner time we're having spaghetti so that was me once again channeling my mentor
1: huh. yeah i can't say that i remember a preponderance of spaghetti and goosebumps unless there were hmm. worms inside it or something
0: mm-hmm. yeah but that's it's true. entirely possible yep so, da, 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 da. okay, I quickly ate my spaghetti and went into my room. I set the clock for 8 o'clock. Wow, late sleepers. Oh, and here I clarified that. My family doesn't get up till 9. <laughs> Once again, I need you, the reader, to know this. It's like, wow, he's setting his clock for 8. Well, he quickly clarifies, my family doesn't get up till 9. When the alarm clock started to buzz, I shut it off, pulled on jeans and a t-shirt, slipped on my sneakers, and headed out the door. God, I can't feel like I read a passage like that eighty times in goosebumps. Ooh, the the kid absconding away and slipping on the sneakers and so is this protagonist
1: up. um a uh, like goosebumps age protagonist that you were writing when you were younger than that uh, age?
0: No, I well. Goosebumps protagonists are like what, 12? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I feel like he would have been my age, you know, 10, 11. Um, oh, okay. You were yeah, 10 when at you the wrote time this. Okay, yeah, I was imagining that you were 11. like six. Okay. No. And like
1: trying to project, t- <laughs> like, this is what I'll wear when I'm a teenager jeans yeah, and right? a t shirt. No.
0: That's what they do. It's, it's just, it's like their second skin. No, I wrote this in fifth grade, so it would have been a contemporary of mine. I opened the door to the shack and went in. I stood in front of the mirror and waited for something to happen. Finally, the reflection... Oh, boy. (laughs) Finally, finally, the reflection gestured for me to come. And I'm just going to let that sit there.
1: (laughs) All right, let's let it sit there.
0: Yep. Anthony, it's... Oh, boy. Anthony, it said in my voice, only a little more dreary. <laughs> Anthony, it repeated, come with me. I have something to show you. Come. It held out a hand toward me.
1: That's how Sammy talks to Stephen. Yeah.
0: <laughs> After they, oh, well, best be getting home to dinner. <laughs> It held out a hand toward me. I couldn't take it. That's interesting. You could read that one I was gonna later. say masterful <laughs> writing. yeah, I well, wow. operating on two levels here, he couldn't take the pressure. He couldn't literally take the hand. Boy, Dostoevsky over here i ran I ran out the shack and into my house. Come back, Anthony, the reflection's dreary voice called. <laughs> I wasn't looking where I was going. Bam! I collided right into Sammy. Sorry, I said, helping her up. What's the matter with you? Sammy asked. It looks like you'd just seen a ghost. Nothing, I said, wiping sweat off my forehead. <laughs> Stephen asked me if you would like to play with the firecrackers again presumably Sammy talking there yeah sure I said you sure you're okay Sammy asked positive I said that afternoon didn't go too good (laughs) I couldn't concentrate on the game (laughs) I ended up with two sparklers in my shirt And a popping firecracker in my jeans. (laughs) These kids just... That is a bad day. These these kids just like ravaging each other with firecrackers daily during their summer break. (laughs) And mom's just like in there doing the dishes. Like, oh, what the fuck ever. (laughs) Nobody's coming to these children's aid. Sounds like there's gunfights in the street. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. I ended up with two sparklers in my shirt and a popping firecracker in my jeans. Who's the man? Steven asked. (laughs) You You are, I said.
1: (laughs) So is the game just to get... (laughs) To harm each other,
0: <laughs> to kill each other, I guess. <laughs> a slow, a slow death by sparklers and popping, and popping firecrackers, to use my verbiage.
1: What a fun game!
0: Oh boy. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna have to back up. Who's the man? Stephen asked. You are, I said. You are, Sammy said in that dreamy voice. <laughs> I gotta say, for as as cliche as some of these things are, I do I do take some delight in like this. <laughs> there's 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 a little bit of craft here. I mean, just like uh, you know, that's that that could as as silly as it is, that could just as well be like that exchange there. I I could fully picture. Seeing something like that, and I, I'm not really complimenting myself here, I guess when I say this, but I could fully see that happening in like an episode of iCarly or something like that, like some kind of Nickelodeon sitcom. Yeah, right? very much so. So I guess what I'm saying is, you just have to be a fifth grader to write for those shows, and apparently I I was there. <laughs> you are, Sammy said in that dreamy voice. Later that day, I went back to the shack. I stood in front of the mirror. (laughs) A torn, shredded man. (laughs) Five minutes passed. Again, specificity with those numbers. Five minutes passed when suddenly the reflection gestured for me to come. (laughs) Anthony, the reflection said in its dreary voice, Come with me, Anthony. Come. I have something to show you. I wasn't thinking. I just exploded. No! He yells. Then it happened. The reflection's eyes turned blood red. They were so creepy. <laughs> You're coming with me whether you like it or not, it screamed. Before I could scream, oh, excuse me. Before I could move, two arms reached out and brung me into the mirror. <laughs> Showing some of my Long Island upbringing. The arms, they just brung me, you know? I was suddenly surrounded by coldness. I looked around me and saw purple water making waves. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. It's the abode of Prince. Yeah. Dearly beloved, I was floating in a tunnel surrounded by purple water. What could, (laughs) what could happen next? (laughs) Uh, Just laying out uh, the reader's thoughts right there. (laughs) Is this the start of a new
1: chapter or is it just like the end of the paragraph?
0: So, yes, even though that this is a Goosebumps copycat, it is just one long-running story. I do not have um, creepy uh, cliffhangers or chapter breaks of any kind, although you can maybe impose those uh, as you see fit. Uh, I was floating in a tunnel surrounded by purple water. What could happen next? I didn't have to wait long. A blinding white light flooded over me. The next thing I knew, I was in a cave. There was a putrid smell in the air. Wow, putrid. Good for you. I noticed I was surrounded by skeletons. I was <laughs> I was, about to hurl. <laughs> when something else caught my sight, it was my reflection. He put his hands on his head and tore off its skin underneath was a giant reptile that stood on its hind legs.
1: <laughs> it
0: doesn't get any crazier than this, folks. <laughs>
1: Getting into some dangerous oh my territory God, this right is
0: here. This... I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> oh boy.
1: <laughs> Hello, Anthony, my name is Q, and I have some truths to yes. tell you about this world.
0: <laughs> Let me tell you about... The true elite that runs this world and your society. Underneath was a giant reptile that stood on its hind legs. It had green scaly skin with an enormous snout with two slits for nostrils. His teeth were as sharp as daggers. And <laughs> so I guess I meant to say, and he had a forked tongue, but it reads as his teeth were as sharp as daggers and a forked and a forked tongue because <laughs> forked tongues are famously sharp.
1: I feel like there's some he, Mortal Kombat creeping in here.
0: Yeah, I think you are right. He had a he had gigantic black wings the size of sheets and the same. Blood red eyes. So that whole passage there uh, comes both from R.L. Stein's proclivity to describe the monstrous thing in uh, lots of detail and my love for R.L. Stein describing the monstrous thing in lots of detail. Um, those were always like my favorite parts of the book.
1: I like the wings being as big as sheets.
0: <laughs> yes, big as sheets. That's some crazy sheet right there. Anthony, the thing hissed. No one has stopped by my mirror since the 14th century. (laughs) Even though I'm in a shack not 20 steps from your backyard. (laughs) Oh my God. No one has
1: used that lawnmower since St. Thomas Aquinas. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh that's good. What's also good is that I have a low battery, and my charger's not working, so boy we're gonna we're gonna power through this. Uh, no one has stopped by my mirror since the fourteenth century. the others the others forced uh me the others forced me to kill them <laughs> how why? <laughs>
1: that's what all murderers say yeah
0: they they forced me to do it (laughs) even monstrous reptiles say the same hopefully you will be much easier to handle anthony i want your body (laughs) Uh, i was in total shock much like i the author am now (laughs) now be a nice little (laughs) oh my god
1: no (laughs) (laughs) Oh, <laughs> i don't even want to make a joke about this
0: yeah oh uh <laughs> now be a nice little boy and hold still folks i'm just gonna say that i guess this is a, a sign of just how um sheltered i was of the world and you know uh, uh, as sheltered as i think any fifth grader should rightfully be um but there you have it you know to me at the time that was just a line of dialogue to me now the story is quite different (laughs) okay and i'm not going to repeat that line the creature started to walk toward me i got up and punched him right Right in the nose.
1: Yeah, it's a real Medea response.
0: <laughs> I think that was also like me uh wanting like the Goosebumps books to have more of that. It's like why don't these kids just punch these monsters in the nose? <laughs> Like, vampire breath would have gone so much differently if somebody just clocked that vampire right in the face. <laughs> okay. Uh, I got up and punched him right in the nose. Blood dripped from his slits. Oof. You fool, it hissed. <laughs> uh, he. I'm really trying to power through this because of my battery. Uh, He threw his head back, and I heard a noise in his throat. (laughs) What he's going to do is not going to be good. (laughs) I noticed a skeleton was holding a shield with short blades on it. Oh, yeah. Eric called it. There it is. There it is, folks. Mortal Kombat plagiarism as I live and breathe. I grabbed it and held it up. The thing's mouth opened wide and... Wow, fire? I couldn't have made it like venomous booze. (laughs) Jesus. Boy, this is like shot for shot. (laughs) Johnny Cage and Scorpion. Oh my God. (laughs) The thing's mouth opened wide and fire shot out. The shield had saved me. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I wonder if he's going to use the blades to slice off the reptile's head
0: Uh, only one way to find out I jumped in the air and cut the thing's arm with the blades blood poured out everywhere just like the tears are pouring out of my face right now (laughs) I noticed a skeleton was holding a spear
1: (laughs) (laughs) how fortunate
0: (laughs) Uh, boy it's like the ideas were just pouring out of me (laughs) (laughs) i noticed the skeleton was holding a spear picked it up and threw it at the creature the spear pierced through the thing's chest suddenly the blinding white light erupted and i was back in the shack (laughs) evil mirror two back in the shack (laughs) (laughs) uh I raced home and never wanted to return. Then I thought I should go back and destroy it. <laughs> Very quick progression. <laughs> uh. Then I thought I should go back and destroy it. Mm-hmm. This is me just wanting to be done with this story. <laughs> when I went inside, I saw Tina in front of the mirror. She must have followed me. Tina, get away from that mirror, I yelled. Tina turned around. She had blood red eyes and a wide grin on her face. Dun 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 dun, 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 dun. <laughs> So I used
1: the lawnmower to chop her face off
0: <laughs> Just as Joan of Arc had done in the days of old. Um and that, dear friends, is evil mirror.
1: Yay.
0: Whoa, clap clap, clap clap! I apologize for the obnoxious <laughs> laughter, <laughs> not so much for the story. The story was a joy, minus uh one or two unfortunate lines. um wow, that okay worse. Well, yeah, yeah, true enough. thoughts, Eric,
1: <laughs> well, I could not have seen the way in which that story was going to develop.
0: Me neither, and I don't think I did as I was writing it. (laughs) In in true writer fashion, perhaps. Man, I'm really
1: stuck for an ending. What happens in this evil mirror world? You know what else I like? I like Mortal Kombat. Yeah, there we go. Something is on the TV right now. Maybe this will inspire Um,
0: me. (laughs) Uh, Me and my... A pencil and notebook paper, just scribbling furiously before that scene ends. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yep. Got a deadline. To wow. Fulfill.
0: Yep. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, thanks yeah, for sharing. That, I, um, Jose. Hey, thank you for enduring it.
1: <laughs> You're an adult, an adult, rated entertainment.
0: Yes, indeed. Indeed. Um, you know, folks. Um, normally, it's our proclivity to <laughs> go on and on, but I don't know what else can be said that hasn't Ooh. already be, been said. What can be about said? evil mirror? Yeah. What What can be said? Uh, everything is there in the text. I, <laughs> it was. Uh, it was all on my sleeve. Um,
1: then I noticed a skeleton holding it, a sandwich, uh, and I ate it. Yeah something so funny yeah, about the idea a of a skeleton just happening to sit there holding a thing that you need to advance the story. <laughs> yeah. Then I noticed hey, the skeleton had a map of, il- of Illinois.
0: <laughs> uh, one skeleton had one. <laughs> uh, Evil mirror for dummies book. Oh, my God. Wow. <clears throat> So, as I said, um, that folder does hold some other treasures. i got to admit the majority of them, and I think I uh, might have alluded to this in our, um, m- whatever we ended up calling it, the, mon- the Monster Kid Books, Monster Encyclopedias for Kids episode. Um, <clears throat> something I did, speaking of getting inspiration from the movies <laughs> and things I saw on TV, uh, most of the things in there are just like little picture books of my retellings of movies I watch. So that is why um it's as Kafka esque thick as it is. Not all of them are um longhand original quote unquote stories uh written by me. Um lots of them are just recountings of movie that I movies that I watch because um you know um I guess I've just always been compulsive in that way. Uh but there are other stories like that. Uh you heard me mention a couple at the top, like the different one. Um and there are some there's some other typed treasures in there waiting to be told. Uh but since that one was such a excuse me, that one was such a rollicking roller coaster and uh my battery is slowly but surely dying, I think it may be safe to call it a day you're in the treehouse it feels so weird saying that having just you know talked about one thing and one thing only mm-hmm. as we have it just doesn't feel right Erica. i don't i don't know do, do you have something for us <laughs> before we say goodbye
1: oh uh, well, like should i talk more about your story is that what you're saying uh
0: i don't know that or related topic <laughs> I don't
1: know. I like that the big boy. Bad...
0: if you had something. Like I said.
1: Well, I could tell you that I I enjoy that the big bad reptile guy <laughs> very um <laughs> very cockily or arrogantly was like, You fool and then just immediately <laughs> got defeated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, man, that guy talked a big game, but didn't really put up much of a fight with my spinning shield jump kick. I guess he didn't know that I was a 12-year-old who was trained in the martial arts. Uh Uh-oh. I'm guessing his, uh... Well, Jose just disappeared. I think his battery died. Oh, well.
0: Hi there, gang. This is Jose. You were just listening to Eric and I laughing a lot in that episode, weren't you? And now you're not anymore. Reason for that is because we were experiencing some technical difficulties throughout the recording of the Evil Mirror episode, and they came to such a head that uh, it resulted in the episode just ending abruptly, right at right at that point there. I know, very sad. So I'm just here to say, please pardon our dust. Apologies that we couldn't prattle on and do our normal, long, drawn-out conclusion that you've all become so accustomed to. Uh, But I did just want to pop back in here uh, to say that we had a blast with the Evil Mirror episode, as you can tell. uh, It was a lot of fun rediscovering a story that I had written in my youth, and we'd love to do episodes like this again. Uh, I know I have some other stories kind of shuddering around in uh, my Goosebumps folder and other nooks and crannies of uh, my house. Uh, But I also wanted to say that if there's anybody out there who also has some artifacts from their time uh, as an elementary school scribe, if you've ever written a creepy story, or honestly any kind of story, uh, that you still have from those bygone days, uh, I would absolutely love to hear those, uh, if you're able to excavate them. And, uh, you know, I don't want to ask anybody to do more work than they already are, especially when you have to put up with listening to us. But if you feel so moved, so inclined, uh, please, uh, if you will, transcribe that and send it to the show. And if you feel comfortable with us uh, taking it a step further, we would love to read them on the show. Uh, The creepier and the weirder the story is, the better. Uh, so, if you have anything like that hanging around, whether it's in a Goosebumps folder or a Lisa Frank folder or, I don't know, a Good Burger uh, folder, whatever it is, just send it on in. And uh, if you grant us your permission, we would love to read that on the show. Uh, but if. But whether you have anything like that or you don't, we always enjoy hearing from you. You can always write into the show at blackmagictreehousepod at gmail.com. And that's the same handle where you can find us on Instagram. And we'd love to hear back from you there. And I don't think we've mentioned this in a signing off before, but if uh, you've been listening to the show, if you've even mildly enjoyed or just been kind of intrigued, um by what we're doing here with Black Magic Treehouse, or perplexed uh, by our personalities, either one or all of the above, uh, it would be so appreciated if uh, you took the time even just to give us a quick rating on uh, Apple Podcasts. If you had it in your heart to write a line or two in the form of a review, that would be so awesome. Really, we just want to know that you know somebody's listening to the show i'm being on i'm just going to be honest about that uh it would be great to know that somebody out there was listening that any of this was connecting with you and uh, if it isn't connecting with you yet if there's uh some territory that you'd like us to explore that we haven't gotten around to please make your voices heard we'd love to expedite any uh, title or series or author in particular that you'd like us to cover in the future. So, once again, you can find us at Black Magic Treehouse Pod at on Instagram and you can email us at Blackmagic Treehouse Pod at gmail.com just to let us know your thoughts, let us know your stories, and in the meantime, please be wary of any dusty. Evil mirrors that you may find lurking not even 20 steps outside your backyard in a shed that you never knew was there before. (laughs) And from both Eric and myself, stay well and stay spooky.